Pitter patter. Let's get at her. Well, hey, Christy, how are you now? Oh, good, and you? Oh, not so bad. <laughs> and you are lying when you say that, because I know <laughs> you. Well, we had a technical difficulty, and so we have to re-record this portion of our podcast. And we had so much fun. Oh, it was such a good one yesterday. So we'll yeah. see if we can. Recreate the magic. Recreate the magic, yeah. And who, who knows? Maybe it'll even be better. But we're doing something different today, too, starting early. We're not doing a normal evening record where we've had a, a few adult beverages usually. But, but uh, so now it's just coffee and uh, seltzer water. So, yeah. yeah so. You, you, still, you might still hear the clinking of ice and glasses, but mm-hmm. know full well that this is a fully sober and above board project. <laughs> So this is episode six of our overall project, and today we're here to talk about season two, episodes five and six, mm-hmm. and this is the end of the second season, excluding the uh, season finale, yeah. St. Patrick's Day holiday one, which we're going to do as a separate episode because it it's a pretty much a standalone. It doesn't actually contribute dramatically to the plot right yeah the holiday episodes always seem to do do their own thing um so we'll we'll always record our uh take on those separately since they don't really move the plot along no they're they're they suffer for continuity with everything that goes before and after them so Mm -hmm. they're standalones and but yeah so if we'd perhaps been i'd been a little bit more on it we could have recorded that one in advance of the holiday just passed here sit in late March, but right, when, but you know, I mean, I'm sure there's still people celebrating St. Patrick's Day. That's right. right? Someone know. will pour themselves a green beer and listen to our podcast. Sure, there's <laughs> people, you know, any time of day or place that can mm-hmm. enjoy themselves that way. So, <laughs> yeah, so this one is entitled, uh, it's one being episode five Uncle mm-hmm. Eddie's Trust. Yeah, we were talking a little bit before we re screened it, how uh, it hadn't stood out to either one of us as particularly, um one that we really enjoyed the first time we watched it. No, similar to Fartbook episode right. where we, you know, the initial watching of the episode, we weren't super crazy about, but then watching it again, yeah. we did appreciate some some portions of it. So Yeah, no, it kind yeah. of grew in, in, in my, my appreciation of it overall. And it, it d- deepened some of the, the plots and, and our connection with some of the characters. Yeah, it reveals more about a couple of the characters. Yeah. We um and it is like fart book, a take on, you know, the sort of societal intricacies of twenty twenty living, twenty twenty one living, right? So Yeah, where Fart Book took on social media uh-huh. in its various forms. This one takes on reality T V. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> yeah, pretty much yeah. Pretty much all of them. And I, makes clear that really none of them are good yeah so. or, or all of them are fraught at, yes. at best even yes. if they are all enjoyable are to some people they, yeah um yeah so this one begins at the intro the voice of wayne um was he holding the dog this time i don't recall. yes he was holding a larger puppy okay. and holding it like a baby right as he's <laughs> wont to do right yes. so, so it begins with him saying you ran out of beers with your friends the other day mm, which and, is a terrible thing to happen yeah that and that's a running theme throughout the episode them running out of beers and apparently canada or at least their part of canada ontario must have some pretty restrictive blue laws as we used to call yeah, them here yeah, do the, still call them but they're not as prevalent as they used to be yeah pittsburgh is you know up until oh i think maybe 10 years ago um you couldn't buy alcohol on a sunday 
mm-hmm. at a store. I mean, you could go to a restaurant or a bar. They were open. We're right. not that bad. Um, but you, you know, really limited hours for when you could buy alcohol. Yeah. Um, no, even in, you know, the supposed bastion of liberal America, California, you know, when I was living there 20 mm-hmm. years ago, that was finally when they had um, allowed liquor sales on Sunday for the first time. Really? Yeah. Huh. Mm. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. So. But you can buy it in the grocery stores there, right? You could, but they would rope off those sections until... Wow. Because I know that even after they passed the law, you couldn't sell it till noon. So they'd be closed until 12 <laughs> on a Sunday in the supermarkets. So funny. Yeah. It's so weird. I That was one of the things I loved about living in Arizona. Well, there were lots of things I loved about living in Arizona. But that I could walk into Target and buy toilet paper and alcohol. Yeah. Why do I have to make a special stop yeah. and schedule that out? Which is what we have to do here in Pennsylvania. So. Yeah. Well, in, in Wyoming as well, where I grew up. And it's the beauty of um, California, Colorado as, as pretty... Uh, mm-hmm. res- unrestricted rules regard to what people can sell. They they used to sell three two beer. Do you guys sell that beer? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> so this was a contrivance of law somewhere along the way, and I'm not sure of all the history of it. But mm-hmm. um, you still to this very day can't buy alcohol in a supermarket or a convenience store in Wyoming. But in South Dakota to the east and Colorado to the south, mm-hmm. you could buy beer. In, always in my youth in those places, but it was only three two three point two percent alcohol beer whoa uh so quite a bit less than your average beer is today yeah right and yeah i guess it was some sort of concession was the idea that they would let them sell it in those places but they couldn't couldn't be real beer this is so strange Uh all of these weird laws that we have about alcohol all because uh, well you know a puritan founding Mm -hmm. um just let the people enjoy the alcohol oh my goodness right legislate it all to death and keep it you know restrict it in all these ways with the idea of some you know enforcing some sort of morality and and i don't know the history of this country has seen that it you know those laws didn't create (laughs) morality or or sustain it in any great way you know know, obviously you know prohibition was a prime Mm. example i mean it it, it, you know created a lot more (laughs) shenanigans than it probably solved yeah exactly temperance movement yeah yeah which is, you know, I'm not saying anything about our listeners who may not enjoy a drink. You know, more power to you if that's your if that's your angle and your perspective. And yeah, no, no, no. Know. We're not. It's, I, I, it's not. I'm not saying that uh, if you don't drink, you're a loser. Um, I, <laughs> I am saying that it would be nice if our country would yeah. uh, not legislate when yeah. and how we can drink. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, from your mouth to some Biden's ears. Yeah, Biden's ears. <laughs> Or just created some degree of uniformity, so you didn't you didn't have to you didn't have to look in advance when you're traveling across country. What's the rules of the state? Am I going to be able to? <laughs> Can I buy alcohol? Roll here? into the yeah. The, yeah, I, when we're traveling, we have to think through. Wait, can we buy alcohol in the grocery yeah, store? Yeah, what time will they close? Yeah. What, you know, is it is it a beer only vendor state, or you have to go right. to special beer places like here, which mm-hmm. is not so. As far as so weird. It, that's one of the more crazy ones here. Cause, yeah, but. So they apparently in Ontario have some sort of limited access yes. to beer yeah. and they moan in the process. Mm-hmm. The fact that Modine's is still not available. Not no, yet. no bar in town. Mm-hmm. So they're left to their own devices after they run out of beer at the produce stand. Yeah. And this causes dairy to um, disappear and, and returns with three bottles of liqueur. Oh, God. Oof. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, creme de menthe. 
mm-hmm. uh, blue curacao, mm-hmm. and some sort of butterscotch. Uh, yeah, butterscotch liqueur or something. I think so. No, yeah. not a, I don't know what it was, but I mean, Ugh. it looked terrible. All three of them looked just. just I mean, those are not. I have blue curacao um, that I've used to, you know, for to mix a drink. Um, I think it was like a birthday party themed drink. Yeah. Um, yeah. But sometimes even just looking at it in the cabinet, I get a little, ooh. It's, it's unnatural color. And, it's a very unnatural color. For that matter, so is creme de menthe when you look yeah, at it's it. Yeah, like, it's a very green. And I don't think I've ever had anything with either of those in them, and I hope to say that all the rest of my life. The only experience I have of creme de menthe was there was apparently an incident growing up. I was not mm-hmm. conscious enough to recall it myself, but when my Uncle John, who is not renowned as a big drinker but apparently he was out to the ranch on a christmas eve mm-hmm. and they apparently ran out of all the good stuff Ooh. and that caused them to do much like this episode these guys are about to do. <laughs> delve into the liquor cabinet and what <laughs> did they find but a bottle of creme de menthe and he had his fair share and then some as as was evidenced by the trail of green snow <laughs> that he left on the way to to his truck, uh, I assume the next morning. Um, Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Either way, that's the that's the image that my dad left me with when Ugh. he recounted the tale later on. Well, as uh, as our letter Kenny friends are want to say, it'll make you spit. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's ultimately what uh, Wayne decides is best to be done with all three of those liquors. Mix them all together and create what they call donkey juice. Yeah. Now, yeah, and I'd never heard that term used. Mm-mm. I don't know if we ever had a term for that because we used to call make something called um, jungle juice. Yeah, that was Everclear and, and like fruit punch. That was a specific drink. Yeah. It wasn't just a it wasn't my, just a concoction of everything. Yeah, my sister and her friends they make a, a jungle juice and it's like yeah some type of fruit punch and I don't think they use Everclear but they should not that stuff. Will yeah, lay I low. I don't know what they use that'll but make you spit. just <laughs> that'll make you spit but just a you know a couple different types of alcohol and a lot of sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Yeah. Recipe for disaster. Mm, yeah, I feel great that Even morning. in youth. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. It just <laughs> makes me, yeah, makes me want to spit just thinking about right? it. So, so that's the introduction. And then we cut to scene one, and mm-hmm. we're inside the farmhouse. And yep. Katie's on the phone taking a call. And what do you know? She finds out that her and Wayne's uncle Eddie has passed away. Mm-hmm. And you can't win them all. Can't win them all. <laughs> right? And the good side of that is that he's left them $5,000. Yeah. But with some strings attached, yeah. apparently. So that he must, he asked them to find a way to distribute it to the community because apparently he's, he claimed he'd lost touch by the end. He had retired to Florida. Yeah, he became a snowbird, moved to Fort Lauderdale, yeah. and apparently enjoyed himself playing Playing cards and hanging out down there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which I think is not an uncommon Canadian thing to do. I've yeah, that's funny. Of... I always think of that as just an American thing. But right. yeah, why wouldn't I go to Florida if yeah. I was from Ontario and retire there? Yeah, and I think it, it splits like America does, kind of east-west divide. Like those mm. Easterners mm-hmm. end up in Florida and the Westerners kind of end up in Arizona. Not with exclusivity, but right, but... but I know a lot of Canadians end up in in. in, yeah. in Arizona from huh. out from out west. Yeah, and there's a whole our snowbird location. Yeah, and there even even non-retirees because there's this whole phenomenon apparently of wheat farmers and like Saskatchewan and Manitoba. So they're mm-hmm. Great Plains that they they get their harvest done, they get all the repairs done, and then they take off to Arizona for well, three or four months. Good for them because there's nothing to do. 
do in Manitoba in the wintertime, oh. you know, watch the wind blow. Shit. And freeze your tokus off. Arizona. Yeah, so they go down there for three or four months, come yeah. back when the when they need to start planting for the next season, and off she goes. Good for them, especially yeah. being weed farmers. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why not? Make I'm the best of your farmer. situation. So yeah. that's what we learned in the first episode, but there was a couple of additional uh, insights that you, you were able to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there were... <laughs> I made you rewatch the scene a few times because there's sitting on the table um, in between Wayne and Katie um, are what I initially thought was a candle, but I, upon further inspection, realized it's a salt and pepper shaker of a uh, amber-colored bloodhound yeah. doggo. Right. Um, and I had a candle as a kid. That was like this exact looking bloodhound. Uh-huh. And I remember it was always in my room. I wouldn't let anybody burn it because <laughs> I didn't want the bloodhound's head to go away. Um, so I have, to, I have to find it. I'm sure I have it in a box somewhere. I'm sure <laughs> so, you do. Right. But it looks exactly like those salt yeah. and pepper shakers. So it must be a genre or like a... Yeah, a and I'm thinking everything from their house is clearly from like... 70s mm-hmm. right like it's it's all from like when their parents were were alive and there i guess um and so it's very i assume this was probably a little more common yeah. in the late 70s which yeah. is how it wound up in my bedroom as a kid sure so, it definitely yeah. has that aesthetic yeah yeah, right? yeah and the other thing was also dog related right? yeah <laughs> yeah wayne's mug right. he has a picture of the the boxer that he holds real funny on his lap in the kitchen all the time. Um, so I thought that was... <laughs> and it's, it's pretty obvious that he's putting that on a full display because yeah. the image is directly to the camera. And it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not by chance. It's definitely, you know, n- analogous to product placement. You know, yeah. Right there, front, right. front and center. And <laughs> dog placement. Big mug of the mug of the dog. <laughs> That's good. Right, thanks. Yeah. So um, what we learn furthermore in this uh, scene is that they, they're called upon by Uncle Eddie to distribute it this mm-hmm. money to the community way his way to giving back yeah so they haven't yet an idea what to do but their first step is to put it on their fucking facebook right <laughs> as you do in this day and age or they do and then um they put it on facebook apparently that they have this money to give away and then next next part of the scene is a montage where you see people all around the community uh, seeing this notice on their Facebooks and, and responding with, right. with varying degrees of glee. So yes. you got Squirrely Dan and Derry as one group, the, the hockey boys in the locker room, the skids in their basement, or mm-hmm. Stuart's, Stuart's mom's, mom's basement. basement. Yeah. The religious folk uh, out playing the didgeridoo in the, in the, in the park, <laughs> and Gail, which uh, this was... Uh, pr- provocation and much mirth on your part this yes i just i love the the scene of gail because it is yet again just this this great display of the physical comedy that the the woman who plays gail and uses um so she's she's taken a piss off the side of the road Mm -hmm. just sort of standing there with her pants down Mm -hmm. um while also on her phone um yeah. I have to say, I've never taken a piss in the woods and looked at my phone at the same time. Yeah. Usually I leave yeah. the phone somewhere else so yeah. that I don't piss on myself. Um, so uh, so she uh, she's very excited and, you know, and, and just the whole physicality of her yeah. response. She's, you know, quickly pulls her pants up and jumps on the bike and her whole body is like wiggling back and forth. And I, I realized watching her do that, that that... Um, 
that body movement that she does is like she does that consistently as as her character so it's either that like overly sexual movement Mm -hmm. or that like wiggly awkward movement that she does with her body it's virtually (laughs) unprecedented in my experience but it's good it's good fun it's so funny i don't know uh from where it derives but it's 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 high comedy yeah so that scene then ends and we cut to scene two we're in the barn Mm -hmm. um elaine and katie's farm and we see bonnie mcmurray Mm -hmm. sister of bonnie mcmurray (laughs) who uh is uh front and center of the scene with katie and wayne in the background uh, uh in the barn themselves and Bonnie's pretty awkward in this scene to some degree, but yeah. But I guess that's maybe her character. I, yeah, I, I mean, it's I interpret it as she's very excited to be helping Wayne yeah. and doing something where he, where she's like front and center. Who she's and her, clearly enamored of. Yes, yes and right. so his attention, she thinks, is on her. Yeah, and so I feel like that's why she's extra and that, awkward. Right. right, and that provokes a lot of awkward exchanges between him right. and yeah. Katie and her and, and yeah, whatnot, but. <laughs> But uh, her, she is there ostensibly to play the role of a MC for what turns out to be a reality show of its own, right? Yeah. Right? So the... yeah, this is how they decided they're going to give out the money is have everybody come bring their proposals to them. And a they... Shark Tank. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, Which is clever. Yeah. Right. Know. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a um, it's a reality show, and then as we see you reality shows within the reality show yeah, as we're yeah. going to see in just a second mm-hmm. so the first group to step up is the skids or as bonnie murray refers to them dgens <laughs> um and they come forward it's uh devon stewart and rolled mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're there to pr- pitch their project which is as um modeled on the show uh intervention yeah right yeah. where they're gonna um help people from their addiction which is ironic because they're the These are the three responsible for all of these. Some, yeah, yeah, purveyors <laughs> of methamphetamines. So, yeah. but um, th- this this is also just comedy gold because before they even get started, Katie <laughs> can't help herself and has to ask Stuart if it's true that he is well endowed. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which he denies. He, uh, yeah, yeah, he says no, but... The other two boys are more than happy to confirm. <laughs> uh-huh. Devin apparently saw in, in, when he was at his 11... You have an 11th year birthday party. Right, at the pool. At the pool. Yeah. And rolled, evidently, um, touch tubes Yeah, with him, touch tubes. As he says, as normal, inquisitive young boys do. And, yeah, I'm not Is sure. Is that normal, yeah, I, inquisitive? Yeah, I don't know if... If it's normal or inquisitive, I maybe so. What is normal, first of all? And second of all, maybe I just wasn't that inquisitive in my youth. Because uh-huh. don't recall it ever happening. Never touched tubes? No, never no. examined the two of another? Mm-mm. Well, you know, there's moments in the, in the shower and stuff. Right. Especially, you know, something's deformed or something. You can't help yourself. But maybe maybe take You're a glance. Tube, right? right? <laughs> Eyes are on your own work there, Super Chief. <laughs> was yep. said in, in an earlier episode <laughs> yep. by Wayne, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so Roll goes on to say, yeah, it was like six pool balls stuck in a gym sock. <laughs> it's just a great visual. It is. It gives you pretty much a sense and, of And Devin said that it looked like a 12-ounce 12, 12 pork tenderloin. Yeah. So also at 11? 
Yeah. It looked like a 12 ounce pork. Yeah, that's what I thought too. That was a little. That's a lot. That's precocious. Yeah. yeah. That's, so that's, yeah. what's it look like now? Yeah. Maybe maybe it was just an early mature. Yeah. Era. Maybe it was a early. Yeah. So um, they make their pitch that they're going to do this intervention style program with the money if they could get it from Wayne and Katie. But that does not happen because Katie um, says that she's out. She's out. And so does Wayne. So they're done. So they move on. Yep. Yeah. So scene three then is is the hockey boys, Riley mm-hmm. and Jonesy, along with Joint Boy and Tyson. Yeah. So yeah. So they Which step up and odd the, come together. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not not haven't seen those guys together, mm-hmm. and, but it's a good grouping mm-hmm. um, for the simple fact that they they share something in common, as Bonnie Murray says. Uh huh. Um, winners of the genetic lottery with no more than an ounce of gray matter between them. <laughs> It's pretty brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good take on it all. Especially the hockey boys, you know. Um, So they're there to pitch their project, which we had to do a little research because I wasn't familiar with the analog uh, in the reality TV world that they were they were approaching what did you say the title of it was uh, ultimate fighter yeah yeah not yeah. one that i was familiar with we knew that it obviously was a reference to a show so we yeah. had to figure out what it was and it's ultimate fighter yeah so they were gonna get some boys from the neighborhood at risk youth so to speak and mm-hmm. have them um be naked and oiled up and fighting and uh-huh. swimming wearing only and shorts drinking. swimming drinking living in a house together yeah and uh, uh Wayne is quick to say that sounds a little like maybe not what you're actually trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's a different show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, 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 although Kitty does like the poster board that they yes, with images yes, she of was sweaty happy. young men. Yeah, she was happy grappling to, with each other and stuff. That. Yeah, but. Mm-hmm. but Again, it also comes to naught as both of them are out yeah, on this not. one. Yeah, they're not in. No. Yep. Uh, scene four then sees Gail step to yep. the floor. And she's uh, described here for the first time as a dog breeder. Yeah. By, by the MC Bonnie McMurray. Right. So we, we know for sure that she is. That's yeah, part of her Bar profession. owner. Yeah. Dog kenneler and right. dog breeder. So, so her proposal is modeled on The Bachelor. <laughs> Uh, transparently so, in, in, in a funny way. She says she'd get 20 young girls together in a house with Wayne, and they would all work to one of them to have his hand in marriage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and and both both Katie and Wayne are like, well, I really think this exists. This is around. And, and her, Gail's response is so funny. She says about the show, if it exists, no one watches it. <laughs> Which I think is hilarious because what well, the batch was like the most watched show yeah, in the world. Yeah, yes, right? yeah, which is it's just a them, funny sure. yeah. statement for her to make. Right? Yeah, like yeah. no one's heard of the batch. No, very clearly. So yeah, I right. like that. But let's not forget that she was offering them sixty nine percent of her company. Sixty nine percent, a la Shark Tank, right, where they yeah. offer a certain percentage for a certain amount of investment. Right, right sixty nine because she says it's. What did she say? It's mutually both sides benefit. <laughs> yeah, both sides benefit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which... You know, sure. Sure. In theory. Yeah, yeah in theory. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Very much in theory. Um, and uh, Wayne goes on to point out a number of um, what he considers to be shortcomings in her model, not yeah. the least of which it would call upon him to take three girls home, meet their families, and, and then, have sex with them, <laughs> each in succession. Right, everyone knowing and, that this is happening. All this above yeah. board. And he's, he questions yeah. whether you could get that many people in letter candy that would subscribe to that. Right, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And then Gail, well, no, actually, 
Katie wonders if, well, then maybe could there perhaps be a version of this where 20 men are competing yeah. for me? And this really solidifies, this really solidifies Wayne being out. And right. He's, he's like, that's not. He does not, not want this. to flip that around at all. Yeah. Not cool with that. So she is, or they are out on her. Yeah. yeah. That is. And she says, okay. Yeah. And prances off. Yeah. In her very yeah, in her gale way, inimitable way <laughs> yes. indeed. Next up is uh, Dickens, the lo- the, the long auctioneer. tall auctioneer, uh-huh. and the McMurrays. Yeah, and so Mr. and Mrs. McMurray, uh, they are there to present their um, plan, which is clearly modeled on Storage Wars. Yeah, yeah, which I have seen. My father's a big aficionado of. I've watched it before. Yeah, yeah. so I knew the basic premise. They go around and and open up. Um, left people storage facilities that people have mm-hmm. left yeah um, they've abandoned abandoned right so, yeah and, i believe that's the like, legal them, yeah. word right yeah. uh-huh <laughs> does a direct rip off um mm-hmm. and no real novelty in it uh except it does give um mrs mcmurray chance to order one of her favorite catchphrases which well part of it oh yeah. what do i need to do to well she <laughs> As they're going through it, she she is really wondering why no one has put a drink in her hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says, whose knob do I need to polish to get a cocksucking G&T around yeah, here? <laughs> cocksucking G&T being her, one of her yeah. cat phrases. But yeah, um, polishing somebody's knob to get one. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? And make, yeah, her husband seems fine with that. Yeah, that. Yeah. So right. they're a very open couple. Yeah, as we continue to learn Ooh, yeah. throughout the rest of yeah, the Yeah, there's a lot yeah, to be uncovered Next there. season when that starts yeah. to really expand as part of the overall. <laughs> project mm-hmm. and yeah quite quite amusing as it does indeed yeah. yeah um so from there we go uh well they get cast aside as well right yeah no one because uh wayne realizes well knows that nobody wants to spend any time yeah buying this the majority of this stuff is right. worth nothing right yeah mcmurray's are trying to convince him that yeah there's treasures to be had in all these right. stories a hundred thousand so, dollars for an old tv yeah. right <laughs> yeah and that's pretty much the premise of Storage War. This uh, the one a couple of episodes I've seen. Like you, you never find anything of any. No, it's, there's usually you're just going. It's just like going through people's attics, mm-hmm. except in a different location. Mm-hmm. It's the same yeah. junk. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, they're out on their project. Mm-hmm. We're out. Next one up, uh, scene six is Glenn. <laughs> yes. And he comes forth with a set of young boys mm-hmm. um, from his church that he wants to take to California and um, enter them in America's Got Talent. Yeah. The upcoming competition. So this is, that's their reality. Yeah, that's that he's their. party to. But he, but this one's different because everyone else has not said the name of the show. And right. And he, he's just, he's like, yeah, I want to take them on America's Got Talent. Yeah. So. That, yeah, that's the uniqueness <laughs> yeah. of this one, right? Um, but, the the irony of that fact is the boys have no talent. They have no talent. Their, their singing ability is but nil, and uh, even they do demonstrate it. And, yeah, and it is and, terrible to listen to. Along with Glenn's handle on Italian, or at least yeah, these? I don't even know if all of those words are yeah. real. Um, yeah. I mean, they're all like music. Uh, they're words that are used. Some of them are words that are used to describe, you know, mm. different tones and and things yeah. in music. But I, I also feel like he's probably making some of them up. Uh, well, so that'd be consistent with Glenn's yeah. character that he yeah. would be embellishing mm. terms at least. Yeah. And, and, yep. So um, Wayne is first to go out on this one because he recognizes that they can't 
even if they even if they could improve, they didn't have time before the competition. Yeah, was, actually, I think Katie was out first, oh, okay. and I can't remember what her reason was. Oh, and no. then and then Wayne was out, but <laughs> I liked his reason was just that because the competition was like next weekend. Yeah, and he was like, well, you wouldn't be ready, so no. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. just. Very practical. You know, he's, right, he's, right. I, yeah, he's taking yeah. it seriously. He's taking his responsibility Right, yeah. He seriously. was like, well, hold on, maybe. Uh, no. Yeah. No. No. Mm-hmm. So that leads us on to the the last of the contestants, yeah. so to speak, and that's Squirrely Dan and Derry, mm-hmm. as it must be. Yeah. Um, and they're there to pitch their idea of seed money to make duck calls, <laughs> then the project they'd make duck calls they'd grow out their beards yep. they'd blow up beaver dams yep. everyone's excited about oh, that that was excited they, yeah, yeah this, i'm surprised we're not blowing up beaver dams right now <laughs> wayne says several times in several fact. times yeah. uh and then ultimately their plan culminating them with the them condemning homosexuals right right which uh which no one understands why they want to do that no exactly because in fact they state profusely that they don't have anything against homosexuals. No, they don't want to condemn homosexuals. Yeah, yeah, right. But it's but part I, of the script uh-huh. of Duck Dynasty. Yeah, they're, they're taken, <laughs> lifted directly from Duck Dynasty. That's, that's how it has to go, apparently. Yeah. yeah. You make duck calls, you grow out your beard, you blow up beaver dams, and then apparently that leads you to the last step. <laughs> Which is uh, condemning homosexuals. Yeah, right. So um, they uh, obviously are not, um, not received with any favor by... No, they don't Wayne. want any part of, of yeah. especially that last phase. They right. want nothing to do with that. Right. So. We do learn in this scene, though, that all of them had recently spit, mm-hmm. uh, meaning vomited. Right, because and of the terrible things they were drinking. Because of the, yeah, the liqueurs that they Ugh. ended up drinking, even yeah. though they would have been well advised not to. <laughs> uh, euphemism for that, uh, spitting, obviously, and, and also Wayne says the tossed a sidewalk pizza. Oh, yeah. Which... <laughs> I, I like that one particularly. I feel like I've heard that one before. Oh, had you know? Yeah, I've oh, never yeah. heard of spit before, though. No, I've not either. used in this way. No, no, I haven't heard it. You know, spitting as a yeah. as a synonym for vomiting. So that's you know, learn something yeah. every day. It's, yeah, it's part of the beauty of the show, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So they're out. Wayne and Katie out on this last one. So that leaves them with nothing um, to do with yeah, the money. Yeah, they've heard all their proposals. Right, except that they, where Dan and Gary are like, well, let's get drunk. Yeah. But oh, we still don't have any beer. The beer store is still closed. <laughs> and then that gives them inspiration to what they can do with the money. Yeah, go and ahead and have a party. Throw yourselves a party Buy with your $5,000 $5, worth of alcohol <laughs> and invite all, all the contestants over <laughs> and have a party. Yeah. Great. Probably Which, what Uncle Eddie would like. I, I actually, mm-hmm. I mean, why didn't they just start there? Yeah, it seemed destined. Yeah. You know, at the when, by the end, you can yeah. see that it was already right. it was going to happen that way. Yeah. And it did. Yeah. And it, there's a certain beauty in it. But by the end, then they've drank their way through all five thousand dollars, <laughs> which, which doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Even even with that, because we see pretty much all the non-native characters mm-hmm. in this episode, and they're all at the party. Yeah. But even that, that's, that's ba- not... barely two dozen. Yeah, I mean, there's only like 12 people at the yeah, party, you, it looks like. Yeah, you couldn't hardly get through five grand. Yeah, even. so Did I feel I... like they misspent that money. Yeah, maybe they didn't get a, maybe they didn't get a good deal on it, yeah. but yeah, so there maybe you go. Maybe Puppers is really expensive beer. Maybe so. Maybe it's yeah. not even that great. Yeah. yeah, it is Puppers, isn't it, that yeah. they're drinking? Yeah. Yeah, by then? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, right on. So that, uh, anything stand out to you besides what we've talked about um, in this episode? I really, I 
really. I mean, this is sort of a, you know, as we, this episode's a little bit, we were able to go through it rather quickly because there's not a, a whole lot really happening. Um, but I, I mean, again, I just appreciate any opportunity to see Gail, yeah. be Gail. Yeah. Um, and I, if this whole thing was just to get um, to a scene of, you know, three minutes of Gail, um, I'm happy. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah, Gail and Glenn are pretty much yeah. your two favorites. Like, I love you know, them. Yeah, you know. and Glenn was—I wasn't—he uh, his—I wasn't as amused by his scene in this one. It yeah. was just sort of yeah. It was a little more subdued than yeah. some of his previous ones. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, there wasn't like you say. Um, it, it's a there's a little less um, in this than some episodes in terms of asides and amusing right things, but, things to really dig into yeah dig into yeah. but nevertheless uh I, I we said earlier on a second blush it's an enjoyable episode yeah i'm glad we had the excuse to go back and and review and appreciate to a slightly greater depth this time yeah oh and we have we forgot this episode gives us this is the birthing of um the reference to to be far to be far, to be far. which only increases as you go yes. forward in the, in the episodes yeah. from here on out. Yeah. yeah, and has become part of our parlance as well. Yes, it has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. even when texting. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just a few more A's. That's it's, it. That's, that's all Mission accomplished. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you. I'm glad you noted that. That. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a mess. We have talked. Right. About it. Yeah, yeah, we had to do that yeah. next time. So. Oh, all right. So next we'll turn our attention to episode six mm-hmm. of season two, the season finale. Of- yeah. All right. Now we're on to season two, episode six, mm-hmm. Finding Stormy a Stud. Mm, boy, howdy. Yeah, this is a fun one. <laughs> yeah, Lots like this one. of, uh, well, you just, you almost end up sounding redundant because so many of these episodes have so many elements to them. This is... One of them. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially because our our last episode, there wasn't a whole lot, right? We were there wasn't a whole lot to dig into, like we said. This one, there's a lot to dig into. Yeah. There's a lot happening. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's great. And so it's it just a great ha- episode. Happens yeah. is your episode to recount. Um, and it begins with the intro. Um, Wayne saying. You're having Thirsty Thursday with your pals. The other the day. <laughs> I'm glad you took over there. Yep. yep. Which leads into a discussion of Squirrely Dan's little cousin, Samuel. Samuel, which you don't really... Generally, you don't have an adult topics referring to children as characters... Then we never see... Well, we do see Samuel maybe later on, but... Yeah, we do see him, yeah, later in the series. Um, but, but it's uncommon when a when an adult says, my cousin, you expect it to be of the own, the, a similar age, and Samuel is six. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's... Uh, it ra- raises your attention. Right. And, and, and furthermore, for the yeah. fact that Wayne says bald, baldly and... Repeatedly, I fucking hate Samuel. You fucking hate Samuel. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go into a long detail about how Samuel was dry ripping. Yeah. Um, fun dip. Fun dip. Dry yeah, ripping which I'm not familiar dip. with. So I was Wait, kind of at a what? loss. Oh, no, no, I'm not familiar. 
Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. I so I'm at a loss. Okay. I mean a lot of cultural elements right. escaped me by escaped me because I was, you know, born on the periphery of America. Okay, society. I'm gonna fill you in on fun dip real mm-hmm. quick. So yeah, first of please. all I want you to know that you know I'm a full on suburbanite girl. Yeah. And the um most uh mm, adventurous I got as a child was when me and the neighbor girls, which were myself, Jessica, and Renee, okay. yeah. we would walk to the A+, which was two blocks and then some away. Mm. We were not allowed to walk to the A+, but we would. Ooh. And we would walk into the A+. Phew, sounds like rebel territory. Oh, super rebels. And we would purchase Fun Dip. Was... Like almost exclusively, that's what we bought oh, when I we walked no into the A plus. So this this could not more <laughs> represent the disparity between our worlds. Yeah, no, my childhood. When you say fun dip, I am immediately drawn to the like the the deviant behavior of Renee, Jessica, and myself sneaking to the closest convenience store mm. to. What felt like illegally purchase fund dip. Right. And to exacerbate the disparity between our worlds, mm-hmm. fund dip meant nothing to my world because I don't even still yet fully know what it means. Sugar. Okay. I, mm-hmm. I, I, assume, I assume so. That, yeah. that, that came to me by context. Mm-hmm. And when you say the nearest convenience store... Mm. The world I grew up in, that was 50 miles away. Right. Mine was less than a mile from my house. I mean, it did require walking through a parking lot of the high school. And parents did not condone this behavior. Sure. I I understand you're transgressing. But But, the physical disparity could not be more more dramatic. Right. I had a a main thoroughfare what, uh, as the crow flies, less than a mile from my house. Yeah. Yours closest. Well, it was it was fifty miles as a crow flies because that's about <laughs> as straight as a road was. And you, but if you didn't have a car, you weren't getting there anytime were, within within there. a day or yeah. two. Yeah. So yeah. That was my world. So yeah, a little this, different. Yeah. Yeah. Although I just have to say that I I can't mention the A plus and Jessica and Renee and myself without. Uh, just uh, giving some homage to the horrible experience that happened to Jessica on our way to the A-plus when we were very young. Um, we can talk about this at a later moment, but I just, I mean, Jessica's survived and she's okay. Um, but she got run over by a bike and got her skull cracked open. And we were very young in a parking lot surrounded by strangers oh, yeah. Yeah. without cell phones. Um, and so, so my fun dip, um, yeah, it's all fun dip and games, is it? It's not all fun dip and games. No. Jessica got stitches in her fucking skull. Damn. Because of fun dip. Yeah. So, um. Fun dip addiction. Yeah. So. fun dip demand. Yeah. So Jess might have a slightly different. Uh, take on how fun mm. fun dip is. Yeah. She might not have ever gone back to the fun dip. No, I assume it would be hard. To, yeah, oh. yeah, I pushed through. <laughs> is this the one where you get the little scoopers or yeah. something? Yeah, which are also sugar. 
Yeah, it's like a hard candy scooper that you put into the little packet of just sugar. I just don't know anything scoop. of that experience. I'm just, again, building like off a context. Packets. I think other podcasts yeah. have spoken to me about this possibility. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's expanded my universe, which is, again, um, we haven't made much of previously, but obviously our experiences couldn't be much more different. Oh, Christy's no. being fully suburban America. Fully. Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um 80s 90s and beyond mm-hmm. mine rural america <laughs> wyoming 70s 80s and beyond mm-hmm. um and these two are but only only tangentially oh. related oh the and we are pretty much the connective tissue the we two people yeah i think is the two of us we are the only overlapping yeah. tissue between right. these two worlds yeah yeah and if there's any listeners from my part of the world <laughs> i would be oh just my god surely surprised. that would be awesome yeah no mm-hmm. and i assume more much more than we'll connect with your part of the world and Probably they should right. and that's understandable yeah um so mine stands out and i will try not to belabor my points because they're not anything more than just yeah but they're much more interesting because not as many people have that experience so, yeah, exotic though they may be, they're yeah. not necessarily more interesting. I don't pretend to say mm-hmm. that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? Yeah. So, so, yeah, but I do, I, you know, um, if we're going to call back attention to the uh, episode. Oh, I yeah, do, we I, should talk about that. I do. <laughs> is that? You want to stick with it? That, oh, yeah. Is that so, the theme of this thing? Is that what we're doing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, it's an idea. It's All an right. idea. We can hold that as maybe one of the possibilities. Are you doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I, uh, I, you know, pretty much in line with Wayne's attitude towards children, personally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, um, I like kids actually quite a lot, but I also find it really funny when an adult hates kids and when I find one kid that I really don't like. So I appreciate being able to call a kid an asshole, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and and I appreciate that Wayne is fucking it, hates Samuel. Isn't afraid to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not no, afraid to. Yeah, to I do want it. to say categorically, I don't hate children as a category. Um, I'm just simply possessed of the possibility that some of them can be assholes, and yeah. like Wayne, he's totally, willing, he's willing to admit that some of them don't. Yeah, yeah he's. I, he's I, uh, I have friends who have kids who I think are assholes. I would never say that to their friends. That's princess. really hard to say that to them, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, and they're few and far between. And usually they grow they're few out and, of it. They're few and far between. Right. right. It's an asshole phase. They, uh, I'm sure I had an asshole phase as a kid. Right. I mean, I definitely have had them as an adult. Hmm. Possibly going through one now. It's COVID times. Who knows? Yeah, big ol' asshole right. at the time, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway... Um, Wayne hates Samuel. Yeah. Um, if you hear a weird scratching in the background, you had to have heard. Um, that, that is that's our puppy. That's... Big Shoots is the official name. Yeah. He is attempting to dig out via the corner cabinet. Um, we're just gonna let him do that. He will wear himself out. Presumably, is keep him with it. He's very ambitious. He we, is we an ambitious to, fellow. We try to embrace his ambition yeah. and empower him. Right. We and love him. Chan, yeah, we honor that's him. That's fine. Yeah. If he wants to try, he's not going to. There's yeah. no chance. He will not get out of his house. I guarantee you. He will try. And if he does, um, we won't be him. mad. We'll him. be proud. 
I'll be proud. Yeah. yeah. But he can't get out of the backyard because we have chicken wired his ass in the estate. And I use estate loosely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it it's is not, not much of an estate, but it's a lot of chicken wire. I can't see that. You, you oh, that he has probed every inch of it. Yep. As to any available his his alternate name, mm-hmm. the name we almost cited upon yeah. was Cool Hand Luke. Yeah, which we did refer to in a previous episode. Yeah, we were calling him that. Yeah, yeah, Luke Boy. Yeah, because he is capable of so much more mm-hmm. and always probing the always. perimeter. He is yeah. uh and we never know what to make of it. So anyway, yeah. we we digress. Yeah, we, anyway. Uh, okay. We should so. probably stay focused. I'm sure no listener at this point is interested in us and our dog. You don't know. Uh, uh, they love true. him. He's Unless, adorable. Uh, he, yeah, yeah, we say that. We've got if they some... haven't seen a photo of him, which is a part of our social media, you have seen photos yeah, of him. they've seen him. You know he is... Um, Fucking adorable. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That's a mom speaking. I, I know. I don't disagree I with mean, okay, I'm look, not, not going to disagree if, with If him. I'm going to be fully honest, I feel that his proportions are off at this minute. His snout is a little big. His legs are a little long. He's a teenager. Um, he's a teenager. I think that it will all come together. He's currently eating something. At this moment, he room. is eating the piece of plastic that was given to me by the vet to collect his poop specimen in. Um, I should get that from him because we're going to need that in two weeks. <laughs> So, why don't you bring us to uh, scene one? Okay. Produce yeah. down. Uh, happy to, yeah. So, the first uh, scene is just as we began describing it. Because Christy's collected aforementioned sample. I no, saw it's it. empty. There's no sample in it. No, no. There's no. <laughs> this is a sample receptacle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. no. No um, no poop on our... Sample-less. On our counter. Mm-hmm. Um, no. No. Uh, and they're at the barn having them back and forth yeah. as the boys are wont to do. Mm-hmm. Um, talking a lot of talk about schneef, oh, which yeah. is their terminology for cocaine, which apparently um, Squirrely Dan and Derry have a lot of history oh, with. So much. Contrary to your expected, you know, mm-hmm. vision of mm-hmm. rural yeah. North America. Um Wayne, by contrast, apparently has none. Right. Such He's experience, very... Which uh, stands out um, why he would be um, I feel like it's more them. within his character that he's a little more straight edge, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know he enjoys the drink. He enjoys mm-hmm. a, a oh, yeah. tobacco smoke. Sure, sure. Um, but neither. But not about the, the, the extracurriculars right. of the... I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. that is the intro. Yeah. So, that takes us to... Well, there's this one-off. It's not really a scene. It's just Katie walking into the dollar store. She sees a picture um, or Katie a poster. Katie all of her glory. Oh, yeah. And all of her, like, Letterkenny uh, uniform, right? So, she's got, like, eight inches of torso out. And I say that because I don't have eight inches of torso, like, if I went, like, fully topless, you couldn't get eight inches of torso. Yeah, she's, she's... She's wearing a half shirt and shorts, and you've still got eight inches of torso. So, her... Half a shirt. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so that it's that amazing. is kind of a half of a scene. Yeah, it's just her walking up. When so you think she about sees it, the, yeah, yeah, it really is her yeah. her like her so whole physique. So one yeah. yeah, scene point 5 yeah is her half shirt scene mm-hmm. seeing that that there's a um talent contest that to be had yes. at the local yeah uh ag hall in the near future. No, at the arena. At the arena, the yeah. hockey arena. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yep. So the actual then first scene is the at the produce stand. They're back at, at, the, at produce the produce stand. stand. And they got to find Stormy a stud. Right. Yeah. yeah. And we get this weird conversation which uh, it feels this, weird this to me. This whole episode is possessed of weird. Well, there is a lot of weird. You're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um so let's just chalk that up. Just say that. In yeah, I feel like that that's fair. Um so they're concerned about they, as in Wayne, Squirrely Dan, Daryl, Katie, are concerned because uh, Stormy, Stormy attacks her studs, and Katie and I appreciate that and say oh, that's my girl. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is that because she attacks her studs, Wayne is not able to breed her, which is problematic for him, mm-hmm. right? Um, so Squirrely Dan suggests that perhaps you take her to the vet and she needs a knuckle or two or then three up the bum. Now, I need to say, um, I've never thought, oh, when they've got the fingers up the bum of my animal, that's when they're getting the answers to the problem. I don't think that's going to solve the conundrum of why is Stormy attacking her studs. There's nothing to find there. Yeah, this whole, I don't have enough experience with animals. Um, Literally, big shoots is my first experience as an adult. Mm -hmm. I grew up with animals, but we never took them to vets. Yeah, Yeah. you're on a ranch. It's totally different. There was, you know, there was a little, let's be clear. I have had my hand and arm mm-hmm. up. Are you five knuckled a, a lamb? Not a lamb, a sheep. A or sheep. A cow. I've, okay. I've had I've had myself up to my elbow in ungulates. Mm, okay. And and I'm gonna go ahead and call that five knuckles because I'm considering the wrist and the elbow knuckles okay. four and five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that's fair. Yeah. 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 I've I, I you know I've. I've um, been in party to a lot of that stuff. Yeah. In service of facilitating birth, mm-hmm. um, of helping out that. Um, and it, uh, it I, I assume that's what they're alluding to in this episode. Is like the, yeah. the, 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 the veterinarian inspecting thing. Yeah, if we can get in there and figure out what's going on, figure yeah. it out. Um, I just also want to add that for those of you keeping track at home, um, the ways that that Dwight and I, our childhood experiences overlapped, this is a zero right here. I never put my fingers, wrist, or arm up an animal. Still haven't yet. Um, haven't gotten called to do that. Huh? Haven't no, been you've called. Had a lot of, you've had a lot of pets. I've had a lot of animal yeah. experience. It's probably more proper to being a rancher. Yeah. Where you're doing that as a more of a professional yeah. concern. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I would if no, no, if you, I needed to. If you, you uh, could do it quite easily, yeah, I'm sure. If the yeah. vet said throw right. on a glove, let's go. Yeah. I'd well, say you know, yeah. Or even not the vet when you're in the middle of the night and there's a breech birth and there's mm, a, get a in there. shoulder back on yeah. a, on a lamb or a calf and yeah. they're not coming out properly. Nope. You got to get your hand in there yeah. and find a way to get that. And you're not even gloving up for that, right? You're just oh, bare arm. There's a it. lot of there's not a lot of um, you know ha, uh, hygienic procedures, right? That you're focused on. It's upon. a wild. Well, hmm, it's a it's a ranch animal. It's a farm animal. So, yeah, well, yeah. it's just about expedience, as well as anything. You can't. Yeah. You, there's no. First of all, there's no no. There's no scrub up area. <laughs> No, you don't there's, get a. You don't no get to take the iodine and you know, you know, to rub, scrub down up to the elbow. So yeah, you know what there was, it probably better, you know. But honestly, sure. these things are much more uh, um, immediate and of the moment, and you're in there, and mm-hmm. yeah, you know, with the with the sheep, it's a little more manageable because they're more human size. Right. So right. you you know you can get in there and honestly manipulate a a lamb shoulder in a way that. It comes out wow. forward rather than backwards. Yeah, and, yeah the way which, it's supposed to. Yeah, yeah, and, and get them out there more often than not, you know. But, you know, cows are big animals. Cows are different. Yeah. yeah, twice the size of human. And you're, yeah. you you got to get them in the right place where they're um, controlled, mm-hmm. the cows, and and find some way to get control of the whole dynamic. It's It's laborious, and it's... You know, sometimes involves chains and getting right. things, getting connections. Connecting things yeah. to yeah, big yeah. machinery. Right. Now, my only um, first person, in quotes, um, experience with this is through watching uh, a TV show that I love yes. called yeah. Dr. Pole. Right, which we've watched together. We've watched yeah. together, yeah. so yeah. I know that it is you've accurate. Seen, uh, you've seen stuff like this, yeah. I've seen You've seen calf pulling and yeah, stuff, you know, right? where they're... Where they they get in there with the come along and uh-huh. they right you, know, you need a tractor leverage up yeah and leverage burr, against, pull her out yeah yeah and it it's sometimes just what it needs yeah. and it's oh it's, god none of it is none of it's joyous or glorious. no it's, you know I, every time I watch them I think I'm just really glad I'm not a heifer hmm. and I mean that in a female cow sense I'm really glad I'm not a heifer trying to give birth. Because I don't want machinery placed inside my body to pull my offspring out. No, you should not. That's, no. that's not chains a thing I aspire attached. to. Yeah, yeah. chains attached are probably the look. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I feel like I've probably passed that point in life where that is an option. So that's well, good. That hopefully yeah. they will never attach chains to a thing inside of my we body. We didn't actually shed calf so we never you never had to do that had as all you know i guess my uncle did more than i did mm, so mm-hmm. i know i've been party to it but we didn't actually have the cows in the shed they yeah. they calved out on the prairie and they usually you know 99 percent of the time that comes off they pretty do. well okay. it's just that one percent and that's yeah. that's why if you're in the barn you can save that one percent that's yeah. that's the logic of yeah of doing yeah. it that way is yeah you should save that one percent that's going to otherwise come um be a be a stillbirth well and, and let's be clear if you don't pull that calf out stillbirth yeah. or not yeah. then the mother may also well die. you can lose a mother yeah. too yeah and, yeah and so that's, it, that's exactly not what you need. no exactly so yeah that's why you, that's why you might in, that's why you might invest the extra effort to mm-hmm. to make it because it's literally it's it's minor pro- margins in terms of the overall thing it's, yeah you you very few of them come um 
it become problematic. Right. Have like I say, it's burn, literally so, 99, yeah. you know, 98% of them are, yeah. are come out naturally because yeah. that's um, the way the world works. Yeah. But it's those one or 2% that could mean the difference between um, saving a cow, saving mm-hmm. a calf, saving that profit mm-hmm. you know, as, a, as a rancher and stuff. And so that's my why you might do it in the in the shed. With sheep, we would always do all of them in the shed because sheep are more prone to doing pairs, doing twins. Oh, okay. So if you can save a couple twins right. in the course of that, just because of extra care, not right. even because of, not even in childbirth, but in care, yeah, they're not children yeah. in, in birth. They're not. Um, you you could save um, more. Um, offspring. Yeah, more life is being because saved. yeah, yeah. So you can invest in them. So they mm-hmm. they drop you know a fair amount of what thirty or forty percent of them drop um, twins. Oh, okay. So if you can save five or six of them in the course of a right, you would um, your overall profit margin goes up dramatically. Yeah. Assuming you have that many more yeah. um, sheep to sell at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, if they're just drop on the prairie, you know, um, a natural childbirth. Then some of them would succumb to the elements, or just to right. just the fact that the mother can't care right, for can't both of them equally. Of, yeah, yeah, exactly. But if you're right. in the if you're in the in the shed, then you can you yeah. Can facilitate so you would that. so you would bring the sheep in when you knew they were close to birthing yeah. and have them in the barn. Yeah, my so dad that, would do that. We would okay. do that as part of our ranch model, which okay. isn't a. In, very much. Not everyone does that. No, no, a lot of them just range, Slow range go. birth them. Okay. And, um, we would do we do it shed, um, and yeah, it's a lot more effort. You know, it's yeah. twenty four hours for literally twenty four hours for a month, month and a half. Wow. As many and, sheep. As and we so, have. how many are we talking? We're ha- talking how many mother sheep's were you guys? Um. Yeah. In, in in the course of a month and a half, we'd birth out of their um 2000 sheep what the fuck yeah yeah so that's you, a lot of yeah, sheep yeah, my guy. yeah so it's a lot of sheep it's a lot of and if you save one or two percent right you see how many you got yeah, a couple hundred a lot. You got yeah. couple hundred more lambs wow. that then are going to full growth yeah and you're selling them on in the fall you know so it's it it cost benefit it's not everybody's algorithm but right. my dad being an ag economist knew this stuff and recognized that a little you know, mm-hmm. a little more effort in yeah and, is but, gonna procure right. a lot more profit now i have a, a follow-up interesting question so as a from like an educator standpoint you were you were pre-high school when you were doing this stuff right oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah and so you would do this through the night and then go to school well, no, because Dad would do the night stuff, okay. or okay. you know, we, we would do the um, uh, or we would do the afternoon stuff, evening okay. stuff. Okay, all know? right. So, okay. Yeah, no, it was. They were always very protective of our uh, our relationship. <laughs> Bless you. Excuse me. To our education process. Yeah. But yeah, we would help out. We would be, you know, and it was basically April to May. Yeah. Would be the 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 time. Then my dad decided to make this happen, and it was it was a lot of intense work. My yeah, parents it is. were just working both of them, mom and dad. You know, almost twenty four hours around the clock. You know, wow, pop, just pop. birth and sheep, mm-hmm. birth and lambs. Paying attention, you know. Yeah, dad would have a couple hours during the day. He'd he'd sleep as because he would be up mm-hmm. through the night. Through the night. Yeah, and mom would have a couple. By contrast, have a couple hours at night that she'd mm-hmm. get down and you know. We would help out. It was a family affair. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, that's a real ranch family story. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Not quite Little House on the Prairie, but um, no, you know, no. maybe a shoot off yeah. version of a spin off of a Little House on the Prairie. Essentially, you know. Yeah. Right. We weren't quite as, yeah. you know, far removed, but we were, you know. Little family For the time, for that era, we were yeah. about as far removed as you get. So, yeah. Yeah. So, enough about me. Well, no, I I love your stories about growing up in the ranch, and I think that our listeners will, too. So. What? Um, we'll leave it out to them. Um, if they hate I, it, they hate I, it. Whatever. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry Tune in eat. next episode. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so what, so anyway, we got to this conversation about the knuckles and examining. Uh, yeah. Which uh, I was stormy. Um, I was um, um, but despite all my experience with this stuff, I was somewhat disconcerted, uh, mm-hmm. uncertain about what they were like, alluding what does that to. Even mean? Yeah, what do they mean? Yeah, yeah. Now I'm going to share my own story. Yeah. Um, I have, you know, as you know, um, I've had lots of pets my whole life. I've we've always had pets um, since I was two. I've had a pet. Um, my m- one of my most uh, important pets is the is my my orange cat Tubby, who some might say that I stole, others would say I rescued. Depends on your perspective of finding a cat wandering around the suburban neighborhood. Yeah, I heard this story. And, you have, and it, it sounds like theft, but uh... <laughs> I mean, I was about eleven. I saw a cat. I decided he was homeless and that he should be mine. And That's, henceforth he was. Doesn't sound like theft at all, does it? No! Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Totally yeah. just but finding be, but a street be that cat. Way, it's not for me to judge. Yeah. So, okay, so I find Tubby, bring Tubby uh, home, yep. um, feed Tubby for outside for three days to entice Tubby that this is the home that he wants. She at that time. Um, so Tubby is a she. We bring Tubby to the vet regularly. Tubby is a she. Now Tubby is a bright orange large cat. Statistically speaking, tabbies, orange tabbies are males. I didn't know that. I was a middle schooler. Mm. Um, one time uh, about four years into having tubby as my companion we ended up having to to bring her as she was at that time to a different vet my dad and i bring her to the vet and the vet does what i would call a three knuckler on tubby and dad and i are looking at each other like what is happening and the vet asks us to step out of the room Tubby and I had to have a moment. Yeah, the vet and Tubby needed a moment. So dad and I step out. I remember I'm like, I don't know, seventh, I think I'm seventh grade at this point. We're in the hallway. This is after the three knuckler. Yeah, this is like we watched the three knuckler and then she said, I'm going to need you guys to step out. I, I couldn't understand what needed to happen without us well, there. What could be more right? intrusive than a three knuckler? Right, than a three knuckler, I'm right? So we're, okay, we're in the hallway and I look at dad and the only thing I can think is, do you think it's cancer? And he says, I don't know, Chris. So we stand there, very concerned for the fate of our cat. Vet calls us back in, and she says, I have good news and bad news. Tubby is very healthy. Tubby is also a male. So and which was the good news and which was the bad news? I don't know. You know, because I wasn't upset about Tubby transitioning from female to male. It's pretty rapid, though. It was did, very... Did, did, did Tubby know? I... I did want to have 
Tell me an in-depth conversation tell with Tubby about what which she he wanted, mm. right? Um, but that was placed upon her. Mm. Yeah, thrust. Yeah, right. That cat had no decision. Um, this is funny. This is a direct mirror image um, mm-hmm. of a recent episode I learned of with our buddy Kyle Kinane. Oh, what the comedian. happened with Kyle? He has a... He 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 has a, a stray cat, right? Living yeah. in the backyard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's the place to which he and his girlfriend retired mm-hmm. in in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. And this cat they've called Dirt Nap or all dirty <laughs> is also a tabby. And it is they assumed it was female all this time. Oh no. Come to find out that they're they they found this out because a woman came to feed this cat. Also named Rachel. Also her boyfriend named Kyle. What? Yeah. Yeah. These are imposters. They're weird. Get out of here, Rachel. Sort of like Kyle imposters. Yeah. Yeah. Another world. Yeah. Um, Parallel universes. Yeah. Exactly. And um, this cat is, turns out, also a man. So, wait, was this cat orange? You showed me a picture of the cat. It was orange, yeah. It was orange, yeah. Yeah, So, like, 95% of the time, if the cat is orange, it's a male. Okay. So, So they were they they fell They fell victim of, they fell victim, yeah, it, it, I'd seen it. Yeah. I'd seen the images they post on the Instagram, so, so they would fell victim of the same, the same, I, I think, just well, naivete that well, you have, right? we have right? this, yeah. like, society. You were absolved of it. You were a child. Yeah, I was, like, they're, 10. They're, yeah. ten. they're, they're adults. Yeah. 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 No, but we it's have this societal man. view that, like, cats are female and dogs are male, right? This, like, very weird patriarchal view of animals. Um, I don't know if I share that. You that probably don't because you didn't grow up in the suburbs because you're, like, a normal human who understands, like, the animal world. Um, yeah. Being removed from that... Um, we don't understand that. Um, and so I think most people see a cat, they think female, mm-hmm. and don't realize that, um, hey, we've got two genders for the cats. Right. And yeah. Yeah, if your cat is orange, it's a guy. Yeah, apparently It's a man so. cat. Yeah, okay. That, yeah. I mean, you taught me that. And, mm-hmm. I, and I knew that. And then it never registered with me because yeah, I knew right. the color of this cat from their discussions of it. But right. But that it only came to f- completion when... He highlighted that. Yeah, that's they, funny. They took, so, it, they took it to the. So uh, imposter Rachel let them know that they're imposter cat. Rachel or or sorry, Rachel two. Yeah. Okay. Rachel one, Rachel two. Yeah. Um, highlighted that. Yeah, this is in fact a male cat. But, but they were so happy because um, Kyle two and Kyle Rachel two were taking care of it. I don't like these imposter people taking care of this cat. She was coming back. She moved away from there months ago, years ago. I continue to come back and feed this cat. Apparently, mm, all yeah. right. I need more details, but I don't think I like her. Yeah, it's it's so, an odd. So, yeah. okay, dear so listeners, anyway. uh, we <laughs> we, have we don't apologize. We don't apologize <laughs> because you know what? This is what you get. In this for. is it. This, this is, is it. The oh, podcast. Ever, yeah. We're thirty minutes in <laughs> to our description. Of season two, episode we, six. We have gotten through the intro and most of scene one. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, oh, let's okay. go fast. Yeah. This, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Scene two. We're at the hockey rink. We've got. We learned that coach is now going to be a part of uh, 
the okay. letter Kenny Irish. Right. Okay. Right. Which we all have met before. Oh yeah. That's Fucking fun. embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. He is there in full force and good lord. It is a tour de force, in fact. His presentation. Um because he has oh, no love lost for these boys. No, he is happy. I think I feel like he just He's like, channeling he all the of the jab. rage. Yeah. He's channeling all of our rages against these boys, Riley and Jonesy. As much as we come to love them eventually. Well, yeah. Or in, in increments, we come to love yeah, them. Yeah, in increments. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> yeah. Coach so, asked him how they're doing. He said, I'm just kidding. I don't give a fuck. Abigail. Right? Great. Yeah. I stepped down from the junior hockey team. Turns out the senior team needs a bench boss. Um Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Turns out you guys are having a bit of a cake walk up here. Is that right, Riley? A little angel cake, <laughs> little angel food cake with the top glaze, huh? And your mom mixed up the egg whites and vanilla, huh? Your mom cut out the knife and a little small spatula through the batter, releasing the air bubbles and bake light as air, huh? Yeah, versus fat free. Fuck you, fetches. <laughs> God. It is. Oh, and Jonesy is so upset. Yeah. And uh, well, Jonesy and Riley are both upset, right? And then he he carries on to uh, to fuck with Jonesy a bit, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, Jonesy, you got something to say? What kind of cake you walking, huh? A little ball, Lady Baltimore, huh? A little date on the date and walnut loaf. A little, what is this? And man- Napoleon Chate. I don't know that. Though. Well, okay. So look, I watch. Great British Bake Off, as you know. Yeah, you should have led this discussion. And I don't know these oh. titles. Okay. I don't know a Lady Baltimore. I don't know a I've Napoleon Chateau. But this must be Canadian stuff. Right? Yeah, I think this, right. But we should also be British. So, um, yeah, so. Right? Should, you know, I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's culture incentive. But it could be. Yeah, that's true. It could be. But I'm thinking if we're going back bakes hundreds of years gone by, these are probably British things sure. that I haven't yeah. heard mentioned no, on my great British Chate Bake Off. No yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, I mean. Anyway, he, yeah. he loves them. He well, loves them once again. And the way I describe it as he essentially has a verbal aneurysm. Yeah. Because it just... Boom. Goes and goes and goes to the point that you think he's gonna burst. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna no, burst. He's one of those people that is yeah. eventually going to burst. Right. He's yeah. going to die kicking mm-hmm. over the garbage can. Yeah. Right. He's thirty-five and this, <laughs> and he's looks mm-hmm. forty-five. Mm-hmm. He's gonna die at fifty-five mm-hmm. if everything continues as yeah. is. Yeah. But yeah. But. He's also funny as hell. He is funny as hell. Right? Oh my god, we yeah. love him. Um, yeah. Now Jonesy and Riley are really upset oh, by this. Their so like, their little feelings got caught. Yeah, and um, and I just think it's really funny the the impact that Coach has on them, and now they're really upset that they're gonna have to deal with him on top of the hockey chorus, right? right. The the men, the Schultzy, Fitzy. Right. I can't remember all of their names, oh, but I know it yeah. ends with Boomtown. Yeah, Boomtown um, yeah. So, so on top of having to deal with the guys, yeah, they're already they're already upset oh, about it. They were to go already to struggling, yeah. right? And, and now, now he, yeah. they got to deal with Coach. Yeah. So, um, and it's cute because they super awkwardly really want to hug, and then they like really slowly move in for a hug, and that's sweet, and I like it because Jonesy and Riley, they are two dudes that need hugs so yeah sure 
They're yeah. super. And, uh, they're, they're made of spare parts. They are made of spare parts. And yeah. spare parts need hugs. Yeah, yeah. that's true. So, yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, and then there's a segue. It's not really another scene, but it's a segue to they go to leave because they've decided they're going to skip Pracky because they're just too yeah. sad. They can't handle Pracky. And they see Glenn right. standing there, and it's this, like... Um, a little bit of an aura of light. Right, like a vision uh, of... Oh. A, the light of the entrance yeah. the, of the arena. Yeah. Yeah. But, he says, I'm here for a normal reason. Um, but he is going to, well, the illusion is that he's going to guide them through their difficult time. Right. Yeah. They're prone for, uh, that kind of guidance. Yeah. And he appears miraculously. Right. At the moment miraculously. Which so then my, several scenes proceed from that mm-hmm. point that mm-hmm. they're... The, he's their guide, their yeah. guidance. He's there um, to be their guide. It's no great effect. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, no. right. Yep. All right, so... Next scene, uh-huh. we go to Stuart's, Stuart's mom's, mom's basement. basement. Mm-hmm. Right, the skids. Uh-huh. They are trying to... What? Resuscitate? Yeah, Stuart. they're trying to help Stuart. He, so it's Devin and Rolls. Right, uh, yeah. So Devin and Rolls are trying to help out Stuart. I mean, he's clearly upset about Katie... But if you, you know, watching it the second time through, I realized, well, wait, they broke up like three episodes Yeah, ago. yeah. This is but not... only now we are responding to it. But that's fine. Whatever. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, we're responding to Stuart being upset. Mm-hmm. He is in a funk. Yeah. Um, some might say a depression, but he's at least in a funk. And they're trying to help him um, with karaoke yeah sure. yeah because how else would you help no, someone who's totally. who's really down is yeah. with karaoke yeah, yeah. um classic yeah classic um right. and i i thought it was interesting in this scene because stewart plays this they show this montage of stewart looking at images of katie on his phone and all of them show us the viewer that katie is not into him and he sees them as, oh, Katie, I miss yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, just. No, you know, yeah. He's a sad sack. We've, we've, we've discussed he that is. too. And he, but, you know, he's enamored. Um, and, Stuart. Yeah. And then the next scene we mm-hmm. begins, uh, just say editorially, <laughs> with Derry spitting. Mm. Which I've noted before, my how disconcerted I am with that. Yeah, no, it's it's just you know. uh, Again, we've noted it happens in rural contexts more so probably than others. Um, People are empowered to do it that way. Mm -hmm. It's it's wrong. Yeah. Well, and what's funny is that in real life it bothers me so much more, but on the show it bothers you so much more. Yeah, yeah. The representation, just like that. I guess maybe because I connect more with the people, like the idea of Mm -hmm. that part of the world, and to see them presented in that way, yeah, bums me out. Um, I'm not gonna lie. No, that's good. Right. Yeah. Um. So okay. So this scene, scene four, we're at the produce stand, and um, Gail is upset. Because Stormy attacked the stud that she had brought for her, um, who Ken, was Ken. Ken Baumgartner. Ken Baumgartner. Um, so she calls Gail. Nope, I'm sorry. Gail calls Stormy a fucking shithead. I'll say it to her fucking face. <laughs> Which I'm not one to cuss out an animal, but 
I appreciate that Gail is ready to. She's ready to do much more than that. Well, let's, yeah, she's, she's ready to punch she's, her. Yeah, and, let's just yeah. say hit her in her frontal lobe. Tear out her eyes and talk yeah. right to her frontal lobe. Yeah, it's a yeah. little aggressive. Know, but, you know, it's whatever. Aggressive, it's yeah. fine, Gail. Right. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's Gail. Yeah, but uh, Katie appreciates, well, that's my girl. That uh, mm-hmm. Stormy is attacking her studs. Mm-hmm. And I'm with Katie. I appreciate it, right? Be a man-eater. Yeah, good for you. Don't let the patriarchy tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Gail says, well, we could sedate Stormy. Oh, damn. She did not know what kind of powder she, cake she was setting off. Right? She, might have she thought called that down just, the thunder. Yeah, I might have thought that would go off with no big deal. Right? But, Unfortunately, Ooh. we've got a a radical feminist. In yeah, we do. And that radical feminist is Squirrely Dan. Yeah. Yeah. Squirrely Dan. All the more reason to love that motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great character. He gets Represent. very upset yeah. because Professor Trisha's would say yeah. the goddamn patriarchy. Yeah. Um, yeah, he says, let's have a fucking field day with this bullshit. That's for fucking goddamn sure. Fucking patriarchy. Yeah. I love Squirrelly Dan. Yeah. Um, Not afraid to no. state his truth. I assume that Squirrelly Dan is attending a women's studies course of study at the uh, community college. Mm -hmm. As a former community college professor, I fully appreciate what the importance of a program at a community college. Oh, yeah. And I love that he takes it so fucking seriously. And, just, and I love the idea of a Professor Trisha's. Yeah. Well, it's just, yeah, as an educator, that's just yeah. just what you hope is that you have some some student of yours that yeah. takes your message up and is like, this is right? and goes forth and, and becomes their, their own form of proselytization. Yes, you know, of everything to, that you have taught them. Yeah. Let's be open-minded. Yeah. We have yeah. to be progressive. Yeah. Right? Then you've got Squirrely Dan at the produce stand going, yeah. the fucking patriarchy! Yeah. You cannot roofie Stormy! And, and uh, uh, even Katie is not entirely on board no, on this whole Katie message. No, really She doesn't... Which is she's funny. Not, yeah, she's not... Mm-hmm down with those tenants mm-hmm. um maybe the maybe the sentiment but the yeah. tenants are not hers but Mm-mm. um yeah squirrely dan is and dang he's he's agitated mm-hmm. and there's mm-hmm. something beautiful in that now i will say that gail is offended that squirrely dan thinks that she wants to roofie the dog and at one point she removes her earrings and and says let's go she's ready to fight him over the idea that she would roofie a dog but she, well, if I'm taking Squirrely Dan's side, she clearly is ready to roofie a dog. Sedate, yeah. Right? Sedate Words equals roofing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. canine or, or humine. Yeah. 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 Oh. Mm-hmm. yeah. As we say. Yeah. We human. often say humine. Yeah. Yeah. No, we do. Mm-hmm. It's, it's common. Yeah. It's so common. <laughs> I mean, I can't remember the last time I did, but um, it's... Common. You've never said humine? No. Oh, you know what? Neither have I. No. <laughs> well, you did. Yeah, just Actually, now. Several times. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, scene five. Yep. <laughs> Ice cream stand. <laughs> Gail, Riley, and Jonesy. Glenn, Riley, and Jonesy. Did I? What did I say, Gail? You said Gail. Sorry. Well, we were just talking about Oh, I had a G yeah. in my notes, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. usually Gail, but yeah. sometimes it's Glenn. Mm-hmm. Yep, my bad. Um, <laughs> Glenn, Riley, and Jonesy. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Riley and Jonesy trying to reconcile their upset over... Mm. Oh, so much. Like They're life. They're just really upset. They are such snowflakes. And we don't say that in the way that like a lot of right-wingers will say snowflakes about, um, about left-wingers. We actually say that as a derogatory <laughs> toward the... Well, these are, yeah, they're well-empowered you know, white males yes. <laughs> who then are always leaning into their own deficits. Right, and going, they, mm, oh, but they lost, they lost Katie because mm. they fucked up. Right, because they, they were with their you know, big city slams yeah, and the billet they're sisters. Messing, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah, they're messing up with their hockey careers because they're um, silly and stupid. Yeah, silly yeah. and yeah. stupid, yeah. 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 So their snowflakeness is like, but byproduct of their own failures, yeah. And not because they're anything, but yeah. So we like to take that term and flip it on its head. Yeah, yes, so exactly. You're welcome. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So they're upset about losing Katie, but also just losing. Like they're not killing it the way they want to, the way they mm-hmm. feel that they should be. That is owed to them, right? And that's the yeah. snowflakeness. Yeah, it's a snowflakeness. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. And and Glenn. Is trying to be their um, their guru. He's yeah. trying to help them through this difficult spiritual situation. Mentor. Yeah, spiritual mentor. And so he's asking them these like higher order thinking questions, and the boys mm, invariably reduce it to the base. Yeah, they're yes, they are not able to to engage at the level that Glenn. Would like to engage, yeah. which is funny because you don't think of him as an intellect, and yet no, there he is, no, intellecting it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's somewhere between them and the higher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but uh, they do figure out that um, they want Katie back, mm-hmm. and um, in order to get Katie, they are going to have to... Um, Oh, wait, no, hold on. Is this the scene where they figure out that they... I think it is. Um, nope, that's not till later. Um, anyway, they uh, reference that they they should probably just go back to their big city slams. That's what this one yeah, is. Yeah, that's the intro yeah. stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Scene five is them, right, yeah. the, them misinterpreting Glenn's advice mm, yeah. and saying, oh, well, we should go with our big city slams. Right. Which backfires for them. Yes. Their ultimate goal, yeah. which is to throw really some favor with Katie. Be with Katie. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the big city slams show up right when yeah. they're getting with. Just about. Yep. yep. It's two scenes down. But yep. okay. So next scene is uh, Gail. We're at the produce stand. Gail comes running up. And um, she has another option for Stormy. Who she calls heavy boned. Yeah. And she's doing, like, let's, we haven't mentioned this, but every scene that we see Gail through this episode, she's doing her, her oh, yeah. physical characteristics, you know, oh, yeah. hand between the boobs headed down towards the pelvic region, you know, always a, a swerve, a, always a suggestion of some sexual activity. Um, and, you know, just peak Gail. And we love it. Um, so that happens in this scene and Wayne is obviously nervous that Stormy is going to attack this stud that Gail has brought. Um, so, you know, we see what's going to happen there. Our next scene 
brings us back to the front of the arena. Katie is coming out of the hockey arena after having gone in for the model search. And Jonesy and Riley are there and super excited to see her. But then their big city slams show up. Which is why they were there waiting yes. for the big city slams. Because yeah. they called them. Yeah. Real conflict of interest right. from yeah. what yeah. they were yeah. actually looking to get. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we're brought back to the produce stand. Um, Gail comes in um, and says she's got yet another one. Yeah. Yet another option for Stormy. This one is going to come from her cousin's place. Right. Um, so you know, could be a could be an option. He's a real good guy <laughs> for Stormy. Yeah. I mean, that's what Stormy's looking for is a real good guy. Yeah, yeah. Stormy's yeah. Good judge of character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we have a you know return to the schniff to the schneef. Wayne wants them to call it schniff. Oh yeah, we forgot There's to talk about that. Thing. Yeah, that whole thing. Yeah, because yeah, another yeah. Yeah. Another Wayne ism is like why you call it schneef, you should call it schniff. Mm-hmm. Because you're sh- you're sniffing it. it. It's funny. Yeah. But I just yeah. get so over the whole schneef talk. Um, yeah, it's it's it seems it's very incongruous with it really other aspects is, of it. With the rest of the show. Yeah. Yeah. But it does continue on, so you can't mm-hmm. ignore it. Yeah. So. No, it stays with us. We're forced to engage with it. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the sh- and his and even his like taking some piss out of it and mm-hmm. they would say by calling it schniff is not to any great effect mm, no it doesn't make anything better yeah. yeah it's just like this i don't know yeah I, i'm not particularly uh, amused by it but anyway okay next scene we're in stewart's mom's basement again yeah and um uh, Devin and Roald are really committed to doing anything they can to get Stuart out of his funk, um, even if it means playing Mario Kart Two. Which they're seemingly really opposed to. I'm not really diverse. To, yeah, I know nothing about the uh, the Mario Karts or the, yeah. the the Nintendos or any of that. No. Um, but I I do appreciate that Stuart and Roald are. There to su- no Devin and Rold are yeah. there to support their friend yeah, and um, sure. and I mean again that's one of the awesome things about this show is that so what you might see in a different show is that a character who is displaying signs of depression would be ostracized and they wouldn't want to talk about it yeah but instead his closest friends are doing everything they can to help him through it yeah. And um, and sure. so there's a bit of a destigmatization of mental illness there. Not that he's necessarily dealing with mental illness, but just mental health, right? There's a mm-hmm. there's a destigmatization of discussing mental health, and, or even um, just on the more basic levels, like that you have characters that are supporting one another, yeah, even though they're marginal characters. So yes. you don't see that a lot in yeah. my mind. A lot of yeah. That. American sitcoms where like you've got these marginal characters and they're just they're one sided or they're mm-hmm. very superficial yeah. and these are they're not they're not super rich characters but they, at least they support one another you like mm-hmm. that that's cool and you see that with the the um with them with the obviously the the ag boys the Hicks mm-hmm. do it amongst themselves as well in their own way and and another um 
Even the hockey boys to some degree. Yeah, no, they do. They, you know, there's this uh, stepping out of stereotypes mm-hmm. um, and, you know, this ability to create a more complex character from what would seem to be a one-layered character. Yeah, yeah, right? that's the point. Yeah, and, totally. um, and that yeah. creates an opportunity for growth for what might happen in the future for this character. Well, yeah, I think that, that's right? what builds a universe and, and it builds a world yeah. that you want to be a part of, and that's probably one of the, the appeals to us, is they never, they never reduce these characters to their basis yeah. level. They get... They're, 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 some of them are superficial in, in their initio, initiation mm-hmm. or even at stages, but then they get, they get, they grow. Yeah. But none of these characters are static. Yeah. Which is yeah. really what you need for a good story, mm-hmm. television show, yeah. movie, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Indeed. Um, and, you know, just to recap, uh, the possibly best part of that scene is that the three of them hug and uh, Rold gets a boner. And doesn't try to hide it. And I think that's hysterical. <laughs> it's pretty hysterical. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he just kind of yeah. 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 And I like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. So that brings us. The climactic scene. Yeah. Yeah. Scene. Mm-hmm. The final scene of the whole episode of the nope. final second season. Season. T- scene 10. Scene 11 is the final scene. Oh. Yeah. Uh, scene 10, they're in the arena lot. And that's Glenn uh, talking to them about why Katie doesn't want them. Um, and he says, you know, let's be clear. If I'm Katie, you offer me nothing. If I'm Wayne, I'm not letting you anywhere near my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and they interpret that as we have to beat up Wayne, which is not what Glenn was saying. Um, but then we get this montage of Stormy, Stuart, Katie, and the hockey boys all going for their dream of you know, whatever they are. Um, and then that brings us to our final scene, which yeah. we're back at the produce stand. At the farm. At the farm. Right. Um, you see a car in the background. Mm-hmm. actually has a guy that we didn't mention, who is the agent mm-hmm. that Katie contacted. Yeah. At her at the the model search. The model search. Yeah. He's saying that he wanted to sign her, and that he was waiting for her to call him in Toronto. And he's going to take. He's her sitting away. in the car in the background. Yeah. You really noted that because you've seen the previous scene. Yeah. And up rolls um, is it Gail initially? Uh, first. Oh, I don't know. I hockey boys hockey roll boys. up. I think they're yeah, the hockey first boys ones. roll up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're there. Yeah, yeah. Cause they want a Dunnybrook. Tarps off, boys. Yeah, tarps off. We're ready to go. Um, tarps are shirts. Yeah, they're gonna yeah, take their shirts. So every time yeah. they, uh, the Hicks don't respond at all. No, he says your tone's and, unhelpful. Yeah, that's what Wayne says. Yeah. yeah. So they want Katie back. They're ready to what fight Wayne to get her back. Stuart rolls up. He wants Katie back. Stuart, um, Devin, and Roll roll up all on their bicycles. Yes. And a pre-established bike ramp, a jump ramp. <laughs> That's right. The most air. pathetic thing that you've probably it's ever It's about seen. three inches of air. Yeah. I would go over that on yeah. a skateboard, and I don't yeah, skateboard or air. shoot for air. So they're there to, mm-hmm. again, win back Katie uh-huh. first. Mm-hmm. First steward. And Katie's all like, I'm out, guys. Well, I don't in the mean, want meantime, you, you see... 
Katie going to the car behind yeah. them and getting in with the agent and yeah. disappearing. And pays no attention any to any of them. Yeah. No. Which I really like that she's like, nope, don't care. Moving on. Presumably she's Two already, middle fingers up. She already said goodbye to yeah, everybody. Yeah, exactly. Did she, did she care about? Yeah. yeah. Um. Then uh, Gail says, my cousin's here. Truck rolls up. Truck rolls up, yeah. And that's when we see the beautiful Rosie get out of the truck, which is not what you expect, right? Because we fully expect a man to get out of the truck because at no point does Gail say that her cousin is a female. Right. At no point does she think that perhaps Wayne might be interested in her cousin with whom there are many overlapping interests, but Gail's not thinking about that, doesn't care, no, right? No. And and I feel like that's her very, like, non-patriarchal sense, right? She's mm. not thinking, like, oh, could I match you? No, she's just like, Rosie has got a stud that could work for Stormy. We're going to make this happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, and then a truck rolls up, which we associate with men, right? Um out of the truck hops the beautiful Rosie mm-hmm. um, and to really show us that Rosie is the one for him she uses all of his terminology okay. how are you now good in you pitter patter right yeah. it's all great um, yeah she's talking his language right Wayne's that is yeah Wayne's that is but the problem is that in this very final scene yeah Angie shows up. Inexplicably. Right? Whatever. And says, I want you back. And then Tannis calls and says, I'm pregnant. (laughs) And now we're left with what's going to happen. Wait for season three, bitches. Yeah. 